Yo, y'all listen up. I got something to say. I'm going to speak the truth to you, but some of y'all, you took a shortcut of convenience this summer. You was like, coach ain't here. The season's weeks away. I got time. Are you kidding me? As a college athlete, you got four, maybe five years to be great or be forgotten. So are you home taking it easy? Somebody else is out there in the heat just about killing itself to make their name great. But you got time. Yo, 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 what is good, y'all? And thank y'all for joining us here for another episode of the Athletes Table Podcast, man. I'm your host, Dylan Crouch, and alongside me is the Lebanese Stallion and Mr. AC Coop. What's going on, y'all? What's good? Not much, not much. Man, how we living? Surviving. Surviving? Yep. Yeah. Pure testosterone and yep. pre-workout. That's what's getting me through today. <laughs> it works. That's what's getting me through right. this podcast. I'm just that, letting that you know. Right. Just straight. Throw nitro straight. in there. Listen, I'm about to get some high stem stuff, and I'm going to be cracked out for the rest of the week. That's what's going to have to happen. I'll tell you what. Nah, man. Having a good week so far. Getting a lot of stuff done. Yeah. We got a lot of stuff coming up here soon. Um, I'm really excited for this episode that we got here. Um, And we're just going to jump right into it. So we'll go right into our player segment. Point of this podcast, like you know, and what we're trying to get out to people, is everyone's journey is different. Winners. And try to strip them to take away that they're just good. Yeah. Just admit That's they're good. The only thing about this game, you fail 70% of the time. As long as you can have the determination to never give up, you have the world in your hands. The greatest glory in living lies not in never failing, but rising in every single time we fall. So we are here with the son of a legend that we had on this podcast. Cedric Jones, his son, who is highly recruited in a different sport than football, in basketball, basketball, in baseball. Ooh. Hey, it wasn't a name. We got our boy Connor Jones. What is going on, my guy? What's up? What's up? Happy to be here. Glad, glad to have you. Glad. Yo, to have Aaron, you. we're gonna start a parlay on every time that Nick butchers a name. I, I, that wasn't a name. Yeah, but you butcher all the other names. So. Yeah, so name. What's the over unders? A sport. <laughs> now it's a sport. You can't. You can't control me. You can't get me down. That's wild. That's wild. How how you living, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Surviving and thriving. You know, we got a uh, midterm exams coming up, so making sure really putting the student and student athlete. You know, hey, you with all the snow outside. Oh my God! We had six inches of snow, and they didn't cancel school. It was nuts. Uh dude, that would be great. The exact opposite than down here. Yeah, yeah. North Carolina's like it might snow at the end of the week. It might. It probably <laughs> won't. But hey, we're closing schools. All right. All right yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Schools. No bread. No milk. No eggs. No bread. No milk. Toilet paper. Meanwhile, you meanwhile down at the down here on the beach is sixty degrees. Yeah. Oh well, it's great. Yeah, I it just rained all day. It's yeah, stifling it 28 up here, so it is pretty great. Oh, I want to go. I want to go. Sounds like there. the so mountains of North Carolina. They have a bunch of snow. They have about three or four inches worth of snow now. Yeah. When you get the other end of North Carolina from Raleigh on, it's all like 50 to 60 degrees outside. Yeah, that's where yep. all my family's from, Raleigh, and then uh, Roanoke Rapids. That okay, area. yeah, that's right. It was Roanoke Rapids. That's where it was. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to remember where it was before. But uh, so, Dylan, I don't know if you want to start it all off like you usually do. Yeah, brother, man. Uh, we, we start everything kind of similar and let, like go a little bit off on whatever it is that you want to talk about going to your story and everything else. So let's go start from the very jump, man. Uh, let us know about where you grew up, what was family life like, and how'd you get into sports? Um, so from a young age, you know, I got four. I got four of the brothers. Um, all of them play football. You know, they were all three sport athletes. 
my uh, my tw- my brothers who are twins, Cameron and Colin, um, they're the closest in the age gap for me. So I have a I have a, a, a big age gap. I'm 17. I think they're I don't know 70 plus 18 is right now off the top of my head, but around that it's 18 year it's 18 year age gap. Um, but uh, yeah, so they they were um, football players. They played football, basketball, and ran track at high in high school, and then played divisional football at Duke. Um, my brother Corey, uh, he played football, basketball, and uh, he ran track. He was uh, captain on the track team and everything like that. And then um, my oldest, my, my cousin, who I consider my brother because he stayed with us for a while, um, T. Rob, he was uh, football, basketball, and track, and he played football at West Point uh, first, and then transferred to Duke and uh, became a captain of Duke football. So that was, oh, really yeah. Cool. yeah. So growing up, you know, I was always surrounded by sports, always, you know, getting a little picked on because I was the youngest. I was a little, I was a little dude. They didn't want anything to do with me. I'd always bother them. I got to open the door, you know, they'd be like, get out. I'm like, I'm not in your room. So you can't really kick me out. <laughs> uh, I, was, uh, I was that kind of brother. I'm always, I was always surrounded by something, always surrounded by sports, you know, just a great family culture with my dad. Obviously played uh, New England Patriots, played Duke football, Duke Hall of Famer. So, I mean, growing up, I was always somebody who would like to be active. I like to play sports. I like to be outside all the time. Not um, I felt not like playing video games, stuff like that. I was always outside. And um, I, honestly, growing up, because it's the influence was so heavily heavily uh, circulated around me, it was football. You know, it was football, football, football. Whole family was football. I played basketball as a secondary, and baseball was like a third option. I was like, whatever. Like that's not <laughs> it's not going to take me anywhere. And you know, the older I got, um, the more I realized that like kids were starting to get like really good at baseball and I was falling behind cause I was playing football and basketball and I was playing with kids who were playing year round mm. and you know, they were like skills, skills wise better than me. And I just, it took me a lot of time to catch up and I would barely catch up by the end of the season. I would just feel bad. And I remember going into my 10 year year, we were playing travel ball and we were going to start going around um, just the uh, tri-state area, New England region, start playing in bigger tournaments and, so my dad was like, Dad, I, I think I want to like quit baseball. Like I, I want to try something else. This is not, it's not for me. And he told me, you, you really feel that way? I said, yeah, I, I don't know. Everybody's just so much better than me. He's like, write it out for one more year. Instead, he said, we're going to cut basketball early, early this year, and then we're going to focus on baseball, keep working. We're going to do some drills, a lot of drills to get you mentally in to compare to the season. I was like, all right, cool. I went from being the 11th batter on my team at that year to fourth and tenure and ended up being a pretty darn good baseball player. And then from there on 11 year, I played pretty well. And then 12 years when I really started to hit my stride, I remember I had like, in 12 years, I had 600. And I was like, Oh man, like, no, I'm full baseball now. And so, I mean, that's kind of where the love of the game grew for me. Um, mm-hmm. Stem from you know, my dad, not letting me quit, not letting me give in. So, you know, when the times get tough, he told me, you know, be resilient and always uh, respond to adversity. And uh, that's where baseball sort of took off for me. And now I'm just absolutely in love with the game. And hopefully it takes me to the next level. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So is Duke an option for you? Like your brothers and cousins and your dad? Or like, I'm staying away from you that. must everybody went there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would be absolutely honored if Duke ever, you know, gave me a look or. Uh, offer me a scholarship or whatever. No, I absolutely, I I love Duke. I'll always root for Duke. Um, they're like hear uh, that, Nick? Not no, no, I got I got a backup question. For yeah, you. No. no, don't go, don't go to that other. That <laughs> yeah. other we, we don't like that. To ask here in a second. We don't like <laughs> um, no, I would. I would always. I'm always. I always root for Duke. Um, if it's not in the cars for me to go there, I'm completely fine with that. If it is, I'll go there. Whatever. I love the campus. I love the place. It's kind of like a part of the family because everybody goes there so you know it's it's whatever it's whatever happens happens and i'll just be thankful that i get uh, an offer from anybody honestly all right so we got it we got to ask this question then oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> if you doesn't offer you and carolina does would you consider going to carolina <laughs> going to carolina <laughs> there you go there you go oh, Coop. there you go no. 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 Coop is a big duke guy and I'm like, well, I'll, I'll all right, guys, this. thanks for joining us. I am a huge dookie. Hate Carolina with all my blood. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Hate him, hate him, hate him. 
But we're talking Division One over here, and it's North Carolina. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. I, just, I can no. just imagine you can't see his cameras. Oh, this field sucks. <laughs> can't yeah. stand this place. Oh, they heard Boschmer. <laughs> we, don't, we don't like that guy. <laughs> I don't know I mean, how many. Uh, my, my teammates there right now. My old high school teammate Boston Flannery. He's there right now, so he oh. tells me like he, he he loves it there. Says the campus is great. Place is great. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's kind That's of awesome. bad. Like my family, we make our money at Duke, and then I go spend it in Chapel Hill. So it's oh like, my god. Everybody's just letting you know. Each other in the back, dude. I don't get it. <laughs> just letting you know. There's another option that we're purple and gold that beat up on all three of those teams over there. This in is front true. Of, so. uh, this is true. Just letting you know, like Godwin. <laughs> Godwin was probably yeah. Yeah. Put Godwin at UCU, man. ECU's yeah. baseball is their 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 crowd is live. Oh, oh yeah, we're so in it. Jungle. So the jungle. All three of us. That's <laughs> I remember watching. We were watching like a regional. I think they were playing Texas, and they were just jumping. Yeah, we should have won that series yeah, too. We got snipped out of that one. One bad pitch. Yep. Mm-hmm. Legend up to the, the guy that led a home, led in a home runs the whole entire year. He left the up and in fastball to this dude. I remember that. Seriously. So that's how this whole podcast started. Is Aaron and I went to high school together, then we went to ECU together. Then I met Dylan at ECU, and hence why all the colors are purple and gold for the podcast but Robin, that's, dope. that's how it all goes here that's, that's awesome. why and the funny thing is dylan's family is a carolina um has carolina lineage in it mm. yeah his whole him and his dad can't stay in carolina good yeah. smart. <laughs> it's kind of smart. funny how like all works out but me my dad and my my brother all went to east carolina our uncle went to unc and we don't really talk to him very much <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the 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 rivalry is big down here for any of those schools. <laughs> yeah, we all we all hate each other. Yeah, you'd be surprised how, how big it is up here too. It's huge. Like my school has a ton of Duke and Carolina people, and it is a huge rivalry. Like when Duke played, when Duke played, when Duke played UNC in the Final Four. Oh, that was and like the greatest day of my life. That's the worst uh, day of my life. <laughs> that was very very bad. Um, and we had a school dance and it was so crazy because like half the kids were dancing, half the kids were watching crowd around this little TV watching Duke versus UNC. And it was, and, and let me tell you, these splits were flying. It was, oh, I bet. it was, going, we were going back and forth. I bet. I bet. Cause and Kate was the retirement uh, after that. Yeah, no, it was, God, that was the worst. <laughs> And I honestly, I think that's the first time, maybe it's the second time that Carolina and Duke have played in the final four against each other. First time. Yeah, first time. I think it was the first time, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah that was wild. That was wild. Whew. So after after you have this this stint in on your 12U team and you start working your way up the lineup and everything, you really start getting your confidence up and you're going to middle school ball, going into high school. Um, do you really start like your your mindset starts to change? And you start yeah. working, you're doing different stuff. Is your dad still helping you the whole entire time? Or is he kind of like letting you ball out on your own? So originally it was just me and my dad. Uh, we go to the cage. We Our public house was a cage. We would hit, we would throw and stuff like that. Um, but for, hi- for him, he wanted me to view baseball just as a game. Because too many kids nowadays are viewing it as like a job at 13 years old and going to all these yeah. and stuff. He was like, I don't really want you to do that. like have as much fun as you can until you can't have that fun and it becomes a job. Yeah. I mean, you can't have that fun, but it just becomes it's more of a livelihood. Yeah. Right. Um, and so from I'd say about 13 to 16, it was more my dad and then my uh, club coach started getting involved with a bunch of workouts and stuff like that. Um, our school has um, a strength coach that we would work with. Um, if we needed to. So I was working with him for a little bit. And then I started going to his place um, last winter, uh, last year, Gilo U, uh, Velocity University. I don't know, yeah. I don't know if you guys have heard it, but it's up in mm-hmm. New York. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of Division One pro guys go there. Uh, it's it's an, it's an amazing environment. It's just like a – it's a baseball player's dream. You know, you have so many plyo walls. You have a weight room. You have a batting cage upstairs. You have bullpens. And oh, yeah. 
it's just you get your work in, you talk to people, they have a great time, um, and you're getting better as a player. And there are tons of coaches that go around. Um, and just make sure you're doing the right thing with the right technique so you don't end up hurting yourself. And there's a lot of misconception about VLU and how, like, they handle their players and stuff like that. They say that the injury guys are just completely false. They actually rehabilitate guys to get them back from injury, and they end up throwing harder than they were before. That's what happened to Boston. Boston was had a uh, injury where Bone was pinching something in his elbow, and, like, they couldn't figure out what it was. So he got surgery. Um, he was before that he was throwing 91, 92. Now he's up at 95, 96. Wow. And he's coming. So that's I, I love the place. And um, from my mindset, I guess, kind of started to change when I hit, like I saw, I walked in and saw the kids who were at VLU and like how big they were, how strong they were, how fast they were. I was like, okay, like I need to start locking in if I want us to take this seriously. And so I, I think I started last year was when I started really taking this seriously. And I think this year I'm going to start taking a step forward. And uh, yeah. and I think uh, uh, one thing that baseball players, I think, are sort of missing out on is, like, the thing of being an athlete. For me, especially in the outfield, you have to be quick twitch, fast, be able to catch the ball, run out ball. So I work on plyometrics all the time. Um, I go to this other place, the speed school um, called Zen House, and my guy does. He does a great job. Um, and, you know, it's it's – it's some it's something that's so valuable in being an athlete in baseball can help you um, with your balance, your speed, you know, quick twitch stuff, and it's it's so it's so uh, so helpful. So I'd say probably sixteen years old is when I feel like I really started to lock in. I mean, some I know some kids that started doing it at fourteen, and now they're and stuff like that. So I feel like I never do that. I don't know if my body would ever hold up, but yeah. <laughs> So during during this thirteen to sixteen age uh, age gap right here, are you playing other sports too, or are you just literally yeah. just baseball? No, I didn't stop. So this year was the year that I actually stopped playing sports, other sports. I and it's just oh, wow. locked in baseball now. Yes, so that's good. Yeah, I was a three sport athlete up until um, sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sophomore year. Okay. So do you uh, think you use a lot of those different fundamentals for different sports in your game now? Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. I just I. So when I played football. Um, last year and a freshman year, I was uh, in between safety and slot receiver. And so one thing I noticed when I was playing basketball was, you know, there was an inbound play where they had a guy like going deep. And I, like, I, I didn't even realize I was like a safety. I was trying to bait him into throwing the pass so I could jump, jump it. And then t- and it literally happened as I envisioned it. I jumped up, <laughs> jumped the pass and got into the got into our guy for a layup. And I was like, that's exactly why you should play multiple sports. You know, there's mm-hmm. certain things that carry over from like football to baseball or basketball to baseball or baseball to football. So like, it's, it's so valuable to play different sports and also give your body like something new to do. Yes. You do the motion so many times. If you hit so many times, you swing so many times, you're going to end up, you know, you're going to end up having problems with that certain muscle that you're overusing. So I think it's so valuable to play multiple sports as much as you can when you're that, at that age. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's something we preach on here. Um, all of us playing different sports. Um, I know I was a multi-sport athlete. I was a three-sport athlete in high school before I got into college. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the fundamentals I used through baseball, football specifically, I took into javelin. Like a lot of it, that's actually the reason why I got into the sport that I did. And I preach this to a lot of younger athletes. Um, play as much as you possibly can because those quick twitch muscles, exactly like you're saying, yeah, um, they transition differently on the football field to the basketball court, to the baseball diamond. Like, it's it's so different, but your body will um, your your body will catch up to it. And it'll yeah. start understanding, okay, this is how you move a different way. This is a different positioning that you're going to start with. And it's just all the different movement patterns and all that. It, that's mm-hmm. a very good thing to be talking about. And um, you don't see it enough now. Yeah. Absolutely. The specialization, especially as early as kids are doing now, like, it's flat out ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So Dylan, that's why you're always happy to play basketball after workouts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not going to talk yeah. about that. <laughs> we have his workouts with his track team, lifting and uh, I don't know what other stuff besides lifting you do right before then. And then I'll call him and be like, "Hey, let's go to the rec center and hoop for a little bit." Next thing you know, we're out there for four hours. Yeah. <laughs> time. So I know we've we've said this story before. Um, I, I just got. I got you're gonna understand this completely. Um, yeah, have you ever played first base? Oh, yeah, play around it. Okay, cool. So, Are you talking about when we in uh, yes, yeah, you, okay, um, yeah, that's what story I'm telling. Yeah, yeah All right. I hate feeling. So, 
I had senior year. Um, Coach Price would absolutely murder me if he actually heard me talk about this. Oh, I'm some of the clips. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So my senior year, first first meet of the year, I tore my hamstring. Um. It was raining. Um. Runway was slick. My block leg ended up slipping. Tore my right hamstring. Uh, just partial tear, but about three quarter. Like it was pretty bad. Yeah. Um. So I was doing rehab all year. I was still competing because I was just like, it's senior year. I'm not red shirting. I'm not green shirting. I'm not staying in school because screw this. I'm not doing any more school. So going through all this, well, we're like halfway through the season. I get done with a workout. I get done with my PT, and I just got my massage. And literally, I just got out, and Nick texted me. I was like, hey, we got a softball game tonight, and I need somebody to come play. You can like, you can play first base and just hit. That's all you can do. Better catcher is what I gave you the options as. Yeah, I ain't being a catcher in softball, dude. That's just I knew he was hurt, so I was like, no, I was going to be someone yeah. who didn't have to run. And I'll tell you one thing. Playing outfield in a softball game is fun as hell. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Anyway, okay. that's where you would have been. Yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> but so I was playing. I went out there, played first base, and uh, in the first inning. The like, um, second hitter. I think you were playing third. Who was playing third? Because it, it, uh, it was a ground ball to third base. And it I was gonna be a thing Josie was because I was pitching. It might have been, yeah. Um, it was a bang bang play, and I knew I had to go get the ball in order to get it out. So my instincts, instincts kicked in. Oh. I totally threw out. It's like, oh, I got this leg. I ended up doing a split, catching the ball. <laughs> we got the out, but I couldn't get up. <laughs> I come over and I lift them up. <laughs> oh, I, play, I, like, I play a little bit of everything. Like I was a middle infielder, but I was pretty decent first base, and I was just undersized. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I couldn't go on to the next level play at first base. But, <laughs> yeah, I just – the instincts kicked in and uh, – that, That's how it is. I mean, full on, yeah. like right down the middle, like split. <laughs> we got the out, but I literally just sat there. And everybody was just like, this guy just did that. And, like, to me it's normal. But then I look over at Nick. Nick's running in. I look and I was like <laughs> – I can't get yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> Help me. Please. So, yeah, that's my one good softball story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> only good softball story. Coach, <laughs> Coach Price, I'm sorry. Coach Kraft, I'm sorry. I know, like, statute of limitations probably gone at this point, so we're good. <laughs> yeah. It's been at least three, four years. Yeah. No, I don't think they got a hole in you anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll we go back to the meet this year. We'll talk to him about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but anyways, yeah. So, so the the whole playing different sports and all that, and the transitioning between it all—that's that's a very good point point yeah. to make the younger athletes right now. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because each one's either, especially football, going into baseball. You know, being a center fielder, you know that quick sprint. Just like in football, you only have seven seconds as a quick sprint, and that's what it is in baseball, really. You know, um, and then tracking down, you know, because not everybody knows the similarities. That's why I'm mentioning it a little bit um, for some of the the non. Um, I don't even know how to word this. The non baseball, football, basketball, soccer, like the guys that use a a ball to play a sport. Yeah, I guess <laughs> it's the right way to put that. <laughs> oh, the swimmers, yeah, okay. yeah, swimmers, track, yeah. track athletes, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, but so um so you're this year, what is your focus on for your season? Because I know the season starts what in about four or five weeks. Yeah, three, like three weeks March, for like training yeah. and like four weeks for games, five weeks for games. Yeah, we so we do um our school has a spring break in March, so yeah. baseball will start like end of February, we'll start working out inside doing stuff. And then we'll take the first week is a break for everybody. Everybody goes on break, have a good time. And then the second week is our spring training. So we go down to Florida. Um, we play a lot of good competition. We go to Vero beach. It's a Jackie Robinson training complex is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Roger town. Mm-hmm. So uh, we go there, there for a week. And then we ramp up from there. We are literally right in the season. Okay. So my focus um this year's is probably I w- I've been focused on getting faster, uh, mm-hmm. getting a lot faster. That's been my focus on the off season. But my focus this main season is ultimately coming up big in spots that like my team needs me. Because last year I was a good hitter. I batted I think 380 as a sophomore and won rookie of the year for my league. 
So I wasn't bad at all. But my problem was when it got to the big moments when I was hitting, I would either be too antsy or then I would feel like, oh, I'm too antsy. So like, let me be and out. And then I became late. So I feel like having a just a confidence within myself to know that I'm able to step up in the big moments and come through. And um, because I know I can do it on the field, like for uh, in our championship game, I think we were up 10, eight and it was the bottom of the sixth and there was bases loaded and the kid had an absolute rocket into the outfield. Like I tell you when I saw the ball off the bat, I immediately turned, I didn't even looked to see where the ball was. I just sprinted to the spot that I thought it was going to be. And I was just hauling it and I ended up like making a sliding catch to save the game. And, I was like, yeah, that's that's uh, that's great. That's what I can do. But I knew I know I need to do that coming up big in the batter's box, and that's been my my focus this season. Is yeah. being confident, staying within myself, not trying to do too much, um, and ultimately being relaxed and having like how they say like controlled chaos. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. So when you meant as in getting faster, are you talking about hand speed, sprinting speed, like in the outfield, or like you know uh, decision making? Sprinting speed definitely for me because I mean my fastest sixty yard dash time is a six eight so it's, it's it needs to go down a little bit, mm-hmm. but you know I think that what makes up for like the I didn't want to say lack of speed because a lot of kids are worse than a six eight so <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say what makes up for I guess the six eight is my jumps on the ball like I think mm-hmm. I have really good jumps on the ball and my ability to track the ball. All the way in my glove, I think, is one thing that I really excel at. And uh, I've been told that from a good amount of coaches. But, uh, yeah, ultimately, I've been just working on getting faster and more explosive, you know, getting better, especially while stealing and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, if your your jumps are good, then you can pretty much guarantee that, that the base is mine. That's, what, yeah. that's the mentality that I want to have. So, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's definitely important. The reaction time is – for an outfielder, that's that's key. You you can be slow as dirt. You can be like Manny Ramirez, but if you get in good junk all the time, man, mm-hmm. um, that's gonna be the most important thing. Six eight ain't bad though. Yeah, <laughs> six eight ain't bad. Hey, no. let's, get, let's get let's get a clock out there. You and me, let's run. Let's see what happens. Jeez, right now, bro, <laughs> man, am I prime? Six six. No, I think that's the best I ever did. Yeah, um, that's that's the goal. That's what I want to get down to. Right, six, round six. six, 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 five. I think that's a good yeah. number, especially for a center fielder. Um, mm-hmm. I Absolutely. really want to look around in there. Um, the fastest I ever saw, I saw a kid uh, out of North Brunswick, North Brunswick oh, High School, New Jersey, or was it? Uh, no, oh, um, in North Carolina. North he, Carolina. Went Carolina. And, he went on and played at UNCG, I think. I remember. Um, he ran a six two. No, oh, wow. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw six two. Well, there was a yeah. kid in my uh. My organization, the fastest kid in the Northeast, he ran a six two four. I was like, and he's like this little. He's like five seven. Yeah. He's well. He don't have far to go, dude. That's cheating. Dude. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, like that Road runners' legs are moving like this. Moving. Yeah, gotta go far, dude. That's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> So I do have to ask, I know your dad's an AD for your school. What is yeah. that like having your dad as your AD plus your coaches and he's there for everything, whether it's practices, games, but not even just that, but he's behind the scenes too the whole time. What is, mm-hmm. what is that like? What is it like going to school as, with him there and going to practice with him there and games with him there? Um, so I definitely have had like a, like a little bit of nudging, like, Oh, you only got into the school. Cause your dad, I was like, yeah, genius. I actually got in here first and then he came second. So but you know, having him here, he was my coach, uh, in football from when I was, I think nine. And then when I was 11 and then when I was 13. So we always like established, we always establish a relationship where as, as on the field, I'm your coach. I'm not going to favor you. I'm not going to baby you. And I'm not going to treat you differently from everybody else. To me, you're a player. You're not my son. When we step back into the house or we step into the car, I'm your father. I'm there to help you, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But as a coach, I'm there to get you better as a player, as a father. I'm here to help. I'm here to you know, guide you, whatever. So we kind of had that understanding um, from a young age. And we were able to separate the difference from being a father and, like, and yeah. a coach. So when he... Ultimately, I think when he was uh, offered the job, he came to me and asked, he was like, hey, 
So I, I, I got offered the job at your school. <laughs> I just want to make sure like you're okay with it. And I go, oh no, no, absolutely not. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I was joking. Uh, no, you can, I was like, I have no problem with it because the way our school works is I usually don't see him during like during school. I'm in my mm. own campus. We have a campus in the oh. middle of town, and then we have a sports campus that's on the other side of town. Oh, okay, okay. So he's on that campus during the day, and then we come over in the afternoon to do our sports and stuff like that. So I'll see him if he. He does his rounds. He walks around, comes to our mm-hmm. practice, goes to other practices and stuff like that. Um, but I will say having him here is awesome because he's, like, in the loop. He knows what's going on. I don't have to explain yeah. to him a lot. He's on top of everything. Um, or he's also, making the decision for the team, you know? like <laughs> Yeah. No way. Um, he's also gets great gear, so I get some of that stuff too. So that's awesome. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's it's – it, I, I think it's kind of gotten – I've gotten used to it now. Like, I, I wasn't really affected by it um, this year or last year. I said the first year was a little strange, you yeah. know, walking around, seeing him there. And I was like, what, 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 like, what are you doing, dude? I was like, oh, yeah. it's on me. Um, but, but uh, yeah, no, it, it's, it's been cool. He's, he's just been doing a great job of, you know, separating the relationship from athletic director to father. And uh, whenever there's, like, an issue within the school – um, if there ever is like I, I'm not allowed to say anything to him. He's not allowed to say anything to me. So we like we get that stuff. So yeah, I think the 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 main part that he wanted to focus on while coming in here was having that relationships, having mm-hmm. that relationship. So that that's always a problem because that's really hard for a lot of uh, father sons, even father daughters or yeah, mother's daughters to have that relationship at all. Usually it's okay. Yeah, I'm your father or your mother but i'm going to be your coach 24 7 those those lines get very blurred a lot exactly oh my god exactly (laughs) i had to deal with it for years and when i got here i still had to deal with it but (laughs) now now i don't now i don't so it's great that's good that's good so does your does your dad help you with your recruitment process right now or how does that work? So he's uh, he always just tells me like email, text coaches, you know, send video, keep in contact. Um, like he knows some people, but he's not really, I would say, not well versed. But he doesn't have most of his contacts are in the football world, obviously, because yeah, yeah, yeah. playing football. Um, but he's best friends with the director of my organization, who I pretty much call my second father. Uh, Coach Patrick Vigilio, and he's done so much for me and my family, and helping me out, um, basically taking me under my uh, taking me under his wing, mm-hmm. and just guiding me. And he's put me in great positions, like to talk to Coach Gambino, who's now at Penn State, and, and to talk to the certain coaches and put me out in front of them and let them decide what they think of me. So I would say he's good. He goes, he's good friends with the organization. I think that like helps a little bit, but yeah. for the most part, it's sort of been me on my own a little bit and helping and having like the help of my club coach eventually like come in. That's pretty big. Yeah, that's good. The the guidance in that because recruitment has changed so much in the last five years, Mm -hmm. opposed to like when your dad was getting recruited, you know, Yeah. Uh, back when dad was from the earth. Yeah. Yeah, Cause I remember like Nick, Nick will attest to this. Um, the recruitment process whenever we were coming up in high school, it was so much different. Like yeah. you had to get a clearinghouse and you're going to go, it's basically like zip recruiter for, that's the best way to describe it. That, that is resume. the best way. Like put me down on an interview. I'll be there shortly. Like, Thank this you. is my resume. <laughs> Here's my huddle highlights. Like this, you can see everything. Right. I was like max post for basketball. Max Brett, mm-hmm. yeah, Max Brett was there. Yeah. Now Total. it's like you can go on Twitter and talk to people. Yeah. Really. It, yeah. it, it's so it's so much different. On Twitter is. and stuff like that. The fact that I didn't use Twitter until last year, and like it's mm-hmm. the most used tool that I have now for recruiting. Yeah. It's yeah. nuts. And I'm like, that is usually when I'm scrolling on Twitter. The last thing I'm seeing is baseball recruiting videos. It's not a whole other stuff that's going on, but uh, yep. I won't talk about that. But like, it's, <laughs> so it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny you bring that up too, because like, have you ever seen um, Elite Eleven? Uh, Trent Jeffer yeah. runs it. So the very like, they'll like go in and they'll bring the kids down to I think it's California where they run it out. It's California, Texas. Like, 
Oh, I was gonna say it's either there or Florida, I thought. Yeah, it might be. I can't remember off the top of my head where they're at, but anyways, yeah. fly the kids in. Um, the very first day they bring in, they sit them all in a room and they pull up their Twitter. Yeah, and they pull up their Instagram and they pull oh, up all their social media. God. Yeah. Because that Ooh. that's originally that show. It's where I figured out I didn't like Spencer Rattler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he looked Dude. like ass. Yo, like, I can only imagine one made him look like an ass. Yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah, you can really start did. off, just crack your hands like, all right, children, let's look at your Twitter. Who's done something stupid in the last few years? Let's see what's on there, man. You're an idiot. Congratulations. Stand in front of the class. You're an idiot. Next. Yeah. Nuts. It's nuts. Like that QB1 show where he got they they spun the narrative to say that he got had like a knee injury and that you mm-hmm. instead that he actually got suspended for smoking weed. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah. I was like, that that from that then on, I was like, this kid is. I don't like this kid at all. Yeah. Yeah. He just right declared for the draft the other day too. So. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Bitch, baby, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Mr. Irrelevant, let's go. Nah, hey, he don't put Brock Purdy and him in the same category. Yeah. yeah you can't. You can't do that. <laughs> Mr. Pass himself, the man, the myth, the Dumbass oh, legend. So, I one thing I I know a lot of people are gonna wonder. When is your when is your mentally day that you want to decide on where you're going to go to school? I know it's not going to be this year. Maybe it might be next year or whatever. But like, do you have that timing in your head where okay, I want to have my decision made by like senior year uh, at Christmas or like junior year going into summer going into the summer of my senior year? <clears throat> I would say that um, what I've always wanted is. No, it's not realistic at all. <laughs> I was younger. It was like, I wanted 13 years old. Like, <laughs> Everybody pick me. Yeah. <laughs> 13 years old. Yeah, see the 6'5 Giants who were getting recruited by UVA, like uh, yep. what's his Aiden Harris. Yep. actually yep. one of my good friends. So, like, no. I got I got something for that. It makes me laugh. Like, there's so many videos you're like, all right, the recruiting football, yada, yada. Who's committed to Alabama? Which was like a 6'8 guy walk out of the locker room. Yeah. Like, I think it might be him. I'm not really sure, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It might be him, though. It's like, dude. Oh. Yeah, what no. So, feed? what are you feeding him? Like, how are you 6'8 and like 15 years old? He's like, hey, I'm like, dude. What are you putting in the chicken? I want some of it. That'd be a great. lot of calories. That's what I wish a, lot I had. Of, yeah. a lot of protein, dude. Hell yeah. Hell a whole yeah. A whole lot of calories. I'd say my goal, um, man, my goal is, I'd say, going into senior year, so maybe like senior fall, okay. I'd want to have it just like finished and done. Um, one for senior for college applications. I don't want to have to deal with that. That is, yeah. I'm, I'm talking to my friends right now who are seniors and it looks awful. So yeah. I would just want to be applying to one school and um, that would be great. So, yeah. oh, uh, absolutely. Do you kind of have now you don't have to spill the beans on anything that you're leaning towards or anything like that, but do you kind of have like that one school if they offered you today or tomorrow that you're like signing 100%? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, with your with you saying that you wanted by fall, I kind of had that feeling that you yeah. would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if if they were to pull the trigger and not naming names, um, yeah, 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 absolutely. But if they were to pull the trigger and offer me, I would hundred percent go. Like that's okay. it's been it's been my dream school for a while. Yeah, yeah. I think I know what school it is just based off what Cole has said to me. But yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, <laughs> ask you after we're done recording. <laughs> yeah, got you. <laughs> War Eagles. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Community college, baby. Woo! Oh, Jesus! That's freaking hilarious. Aaron never man. forgets. <laughs> oh my God! Shout out Dakota, Wake Tech. <laughs> Number one. Number one. So we, we have a friend of ours. Dylan grew up with them, and we all kind of became friends with him. He plays for the used to play for the Bananas. Now he's with the Firefighters, mm. and uh, he played at Wake Tech. I think for like what a semester? No, two years. Two years, yeah. whatever it was. So Wake <laughs> Tech in Raleigh is like the local community college. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my cousin was gonna go there. Now she's at Saint okay. uh, Saint Augs because she got out. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. She chose a better option. No doubt about that. Hey, Saint Saint Augs NAI, but we're all right. That's, that's Eagles, better than we take. No doubt. <laughs> I said I was like, Eagles. One thing, when you do decide to commit, whenever it is, 
whether it's the day before or like the day of or the day after we'll have you back on the show and we can announce it and everything like that. Have like a little, little party celebration, live show, live, live, yeah, we'll do a live show, show. live show. Yeah. So that way it's all big news everywhere. Absolutely. Not just ESPN anymore. No. (laughs) (laughs) It only stopped covering baseball for like a while. It's been like perfect game in PBR now. Yeah. And then there's two, four, seven sports as well. Yeah. Uh, Bali. Mm-hmm. Oh, I Bali does a lot. Yeah, yeah. Now it's all just perfect yeah. gaming PBR. Yeah, because uh, Dylan, who is what's his name that we interviewed from Carolina? Um, uh, Alberto Asuna. Yeah, Alberto Asuna. He, I was actually just texting him the other day, and he was like, "Yeah, we're ranked 15th by two four seven. The PBR has him ranked at like 11. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had ECU at eleven, and I think two four seven sports had him at like number eight. Yeah, so I mean, they're like Duke, off by like three, four. You know, Duke nope. was. Uh, I know Duke baseball was ranked like twenty third by perfect game, and then D one baseball America's ranked them twelfth. So I'm like, all right, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, so man, they're number seventeen. 20. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we don't really know how we go from seventeen different spots. I don't know how we jump exactly, exactly, spots. and it makes so, no uh, sense anymore. Like, is the only sports it seems to be covering is football and basketball. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, is it just. And what the great part is, is how global like baseball's gotten. When we watch mm-hmm. like WBC, WBC is the yeah. fa- my favorite thing to watch in baseball. It is yeah. so much passion, so much just. And it's funny because like a decade ago, nobody cared about WBC. No, nobody, nobody. And no, now it, nobody. it's a, it's such a gigantic thing. You know, WBC is exactly. the only time you can see a, a plumber from Croatia be a star mm-hmm. pitcher for them. You know, yeah, or a straight catch You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like. It's Dog, he's working the pipes good over in Croatia. He's got to be able to hit pretty damn well. And throw <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so, I mean, sense. one thing yeah. for me that I've always wanted to do when I was like, and I first saw WBC, I was like, I got to play for WBC. Like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And so, um, one thing, this is a joke my family, since my, uh, my mother is Jewish, so I was like, I was like, oh, well, Maybe I won't make Team USA. I sure as hell I'm going to make Team Israel. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's always an avenue, baby. Always, always an avenue way to get there. Um, you might have to go back a few uh, generations, but you can figure it out. Yeah, we can figure it out. It's, it's, it's in there somewhere. You just got to like, yo. <laughs> That's funny. That is really freaking funny. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's – the WBC, like the impact on baseball that it's had is awesome. You yeah. know, when you saw Trey Turner's home run, we were at Jackie Robinson training complex. And we, when we stayed on, you have to stay on campus with all the other teams that are there. Mm-hmm. And like everybody was, every team was in this one area watching the game. When Trey Turner hit that home run, it was, well, everyone ballistic. It was nuts. People were throwing like Gatorade bottles and it was nuts. And I was just like, looking around, I was like, this is it. Like this, this is what I've been talking about. Baseball is such a, like a global impact. Now the yeah. fact that, the, the the country who created the game isn't even winning anymore. It's Japan. Yeah. It's other countries who are competing. It's Mexico, mm-hmm. Venezuela, like all those other countries are so good at okay. the sport. So it's just so crazy to me how like ESPN and uh two and those places like had stopped kind of like stopped covering it a little much, even though like yeah. the expansion throughout yeah. the globe has been it's been huge for the past couple of so years. So I got a take yeah. on that. Yeah. And you you might be able to attest to this. Um the, for me, the reason why ESPN and big companies like that are not covering baseball is because baseball doesn't have like the drama and the gossip and everything that the NFL. Needs. Yeah, there's not as much to talk about in baseball when it comes to that. It baseball's pure. Yeah. Like yeah. outside of you don't like, have someone punching somebody. Yeah. Well, <laughs> unless you know you throw at somebody's head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's fun though. Like, What's his name in Jose Bautista? That's <laughs> fun, dude. Brunetto Dor and Jose Bautista. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. There was a big one. Uh, the Mariners and the Angels. I think last year was like huge. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a big yeah. one. It oh, also yeah. seems like the Cardinals are in one every single year. They, they just <laughs> find a way. My personal favorite from like a two years ago or three years ago. It's when Yasiel Puig was on the Reds, where Amir Garrett charged oh like the, mm-hmm. the Pirates dug out by yeah. himself and started just opening a can. That's a big dude. Right, answer rating yeah. E for everybody. Yeah. Like he was giving it to everybody. Yeah, and uh, 
that that's like one of my favorite. But you you so rarely get that now. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and see, they're taking it out of hockey. They're taking it out of football. They're taking it yeah. out of basketball. I mean, I don't know. This year, there's been some good fights in hockey. Like, well, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think people are just kind of tired of that rule that they're going and handling it themselves instead of. <laughs> exactly. Well, like, <laughs> 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 don't I take guess. care of it instead. Now, no, it's, they're actually going to go out and fight. So, yeah. The, so yeah I remember. I was, I was like maybe seven or eight, and I was at a Carolina Hurricanes game. Eric Cole was the uh, he was getting in a fight. That dude got his ass beat, he fell backwards, hit his head against the boards, got up, and knocked the other dude out one punch after that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "All right, I'm sold. I like hockey now." <laughs> yeah, let's do it again. <laughs> so okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this, and we're gonna talk about the MLB. What are your feelings on the Los Angeles Dodgers right now? It's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Like it's it's. You can say this. How do you expect the A's? How do you expect the the uh, the A's to compete with the freaking Los Angeles Dodgers, who have an unlimited payroll, money and they ball. you know they're literally still on the Moneyball uh, caps. <laughs> they're still on the Moneyball yeah. payroll. Yeah. You know, like it's 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 ridiculous, and I feel like it's not I almost. I don't want to say ruining the game, but it's almost making it. First of all. Dodgers haven't even done anything since the 2020 World Series. So, <laughs> and they got help. not first round exits this year. I, because, oh my God, well, I'll be laughing. They've had help since for the 2020 World Series, too. So, don't yeah, forget that. They, I, I don't know. So, I mean, for me, like the Yankees, the Yankees have a huge, like, they're able to pay as pretty much as much money as they want to. Again, yeah. like Juan Soto and those guys. So, it, it's just, I think, like that, the Yankees isn't crazy because you have like Aaron Judge, Juan Soto, and who else? Like Glaber Torres, DJ uh, Lemayhew. Yeah. Like not. You don't have the Dodgers. Just have an all-star lineup. It's ridiculous. You have Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, uh, Will Smith, Shohei Otani. Yeah, like all these guys. And you're just that like dude from Japan that just is coming over too now. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh Yamamoto. Yamamoto. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yamamoto. I'm like, are yeah. you kidding me? That's well, those two signed for like seven hundred million together, and but the, they only get paid ten yeah. million each year. That's yeah. so smart. The, the thing about it is, Shohei's contract. What is it like seven hundred? It's seven hundred for seven hundred million years? for ten, ten years, seven years, something like that. And he gets two million a year until he hits year six. It's it's for a while. So yeah, when year six to uh, year ten, they have to pay him. Like six hundred and fifty million dollars in yeah. between that time, so like, <laughs> they had to they had to increase prices on tickets to be able to. Uh, <laughs> they're betting on inflation right now, and they can just shoot everything up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> can they bank? Is it gonna be like Bobby Bonilla Day where you're just paying them like two hundred? Man, that like, that guy's gonna be getting paid whenever he's one one hundred fifty. Like he, that will be gonna, his family still collecting paycheck. Yeah, yeah. the Bobby Bonilla Day every year, and Ken Griffey yeah. Jr. has the same thing with the Reds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forget yeah, about it. He deserved it. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Ken Griffey, like, go ahead, give him that paycheck, That's, man. He did so much my for the game. Fa- I have my favorite shirt by him. It's like a green shirt that has him blowing bubblegum with a backwards hat. And on the back, it says, your favorite player is favorite player. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's mine. Um, <laughs> yeah. I actually introduced him because of my brothers. And they uh, oh, okay. they, they love Ken Griffey Jr. And that's why they wear their, their hats backwards because of him. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm kind of cur- I'm curious to see what a Dodgers is going to do this year. Cause like you saw the Padres do it two years ago. Um, they spent a ton of money to get a bunch of superstars in there. They didn't win anything. Yeah. Um, you saw the Florida Marlins. They, as soon as they, be- they got into the league, they paid out. They got mm-hmm. all this great talent and everything. Won a world series. After that, they did <laughs> nothing. They did nothing for like yeah. five, five, six years. And so I got, yeah. I got a feeling it's going to be the same way. Yeah, most of that was – I mean, for the Marlins, but still gets me so mad about that. It's like the front office messed that up so badly. Mm-hmm. The uh, yeah. That team had Marcelo Zuna, Christian Yelich, and Giancarlo Stanton on – that outfield is ridiculous. And that they were all young, too. And they sent him all the way, and I was like I, – I was a big – because I was a huge Jose Fernandez guy, and then when he passed, I was devastated. Yeah, that was one of my favorite players because I liked his intu- I liked the way he played the game. He was smiling. He was energetic. And, like I would watch the Marlins get him out, and you know when they traded them, I'm like, what are they doing? Yeah, like it just single-handed destroyed the uh, destroyed the franchise. Well, now they have uh, Jazz, so that's good. They have Jazz. Like, and they have- you can thank Derek Jeter for all those trades. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I was. I will say I'm happy that they uh, they got rid of Zuna though because yeah. he helped us win a World Series. 
over mm-hmm. Atlanta. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'll take that. This is true. Be- the best lineup in baseball, and we can't get out of the first round. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> first time, and it won't be the last. No, <laughs> I did hear a rumor though. We might be getting uh, Trevor Bauer. Oh, jeez. Interesting. Well, I know the Dodgers aren't going to take him back at uh, after this. No, he don't want to go back to California. No. The crazy part is, yeah, he's a nut. We'll see what comes of him. He's, he's uh, I, like, have you guys heard the story of him? Like, he, when he was in class, like doing his arm stuff. Like, he just didn't care. The, he had that thing that he does. He was literally in class. <laughs> <doing it. laughs> I, swear yeah. it was I can see that too. And, and, just, and then putting the sword back away at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a nuisance that has to be if you're like pre cal trying to actually start. You just see a thing like waving up in the air like that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just getting get pumped, getting pumped for practice, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that bench warmer that's like, oh yeah, I'm just taking my pre my pre uh, pre thing. I was like, exactly. Like, come on, you're not, you're not that guy. <laughs> not that guy. Trevor Bauer was that guy. Oh, still is that guy. Still is that hey, guy. He, he balled out in Japan this past year. Mm-hmm. He did. We, we've been, Dylan and I have been following him while he's in Japan. Yeah. I just, I really just fall for Eric Sims. Yeah. True. Oh, yeah. I love him. Love him. King of Juco, baby. Yeah. <laughs> love King of Juco. He put up a video on Instagram the other day. Um, it was a kid, like a little kid, probably like five years old. He threw a little nerf ball and it was like, This is what happens yeah. when you have older bro. He fucking smashed the kids like you gotta do bro, gotta do better, bro. Like you can't be sitting here crying because you just got <laughs> 50 poot on whenever you throw fifty mile out. I'm like that's yeah, savage, bro. Move it up and it because I guarantee you that kid is like not because he was screaming over that. I yeah, like, I know. Like, oh my god. Like vividly screaming his brains, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and, uh, he goes, yeah, you leave that thing up and in, that's getting taken out of there. Stop throwing fifty poo, get better. <laughs> oh my god, he's like five years old. Oh jeez, that guy's a trip, man. I, I love so watching this stuff. My uh, like my my teammate uh, Boston, the, the one I mentioned earlier, actually yeah. was in one of their videos. Oh really? Yeah, he struck out some. <laughs> that's not hard just throw sliders yeah i know yeah, the, whole time. <laughs> the longest swing i've ever seen somebody have is eric sim my mm-hmm. starts back here and goes all the way around i'm like oh my god I'm trying to cover the whole plate you know that's why he's yeah. trying to though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah man i love, I love well, it well you want to go into it what the um i'm struggling yeah, you're right. I brained Yes, that thing exactly. Thank God for editing. Um, <laughs> I'm not editing. I'm leaving it in. <laughs> oh my God, I'm struggling so much right now, dude. It's been a long week. Are you talking okay? about words of encouragement for the next gen? Yes, that's what I was yeah. trying to think. For some reason, my brain did not. It, it's not. Right now. I need to eat. Like so. And we know you're still in high school and you're still working to get to the next level. But for those guys who are in elementary, like, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, like that middle school to early, late elementary school. And even some of the guys in your like freshman, sophomore class, what are some words of encouragement or um, words of advice you'd give to that next generation coming up behind you? Um, for me, I think, since like we talked about how like Twitter is being used and social media is being used. So I think that um, ultimately for me, one thing that I had to deal with, you know, in the new age of technology and stuff like that is seeing people be committed, like mm-hmm. seeing so many people be committed because it would just pop up on your thing every day. Mm-hmm. And regardless of how old they were, you were still feel that inside. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so why isn't that me? Why isn't that me? Why isn't that me? And over the year, I've, I've kind of just gotten rid of that mindset. You know, just focus on yourself. Make sure that you're getting better every day. Do the things that get you better. And the rest will come. Like, don't worry about what other people are doing. And don't compare yourself to other people because they're in a different stage of life than you are. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I think that is, uh, that's important. You know, just maintaining your self-confidence and uh, trusting the process and everything like that. And school, books, everything. Make sure you're on top of them. If you're like, if you're, if you, I'll say this, if you're not 
an amazing baseball player, but you have good grades, a school will take you to boost their team GPA. They so, will. Yeah, that's, they, they, that's they, a thing. Yeah, not everybody realizes that. So if you have good grades, it makes it so much easier to get recruited by if you want to go to MIT or if you want to go to the Ivy League or if you want to go to, to uh, Duke, Georgetown, whatever, wherever it is, grades will get you anywhere. They will really help you out. Um, yeah, and things just trust in the process, trust in yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Make sure you are surrounded by good people who have good intentions and are yep. not trying to just win tournaments. That yeah. is something that is so bad that is going around in baseball. Coaches claim that they they know D1 coaches, they know this, they know that, but they're only in it just to win the tournaments and just get more money to fund their programs and stuff like that because that's the only living they're making off. Like those guys are sad. Yeah. Don't don't even buy into any of that stuff. What our program um, does, baseball U Connecticut and baseball U in general. Um, what we do is, you know, if we don't have enough pitching to finish a tournament, we will pull out of the tournament. We don't care. We're like, we're not going to throw position pitch. We're not going to throw position players in a, in a tournament to try to win a game like that. At the end of the day, you're getting a plastic cup. Big deal. Exactly. Like it's not, it's not anything that it's worth tearing your UCL or hurting your arm or doing something stupid mm-hmm. that further affects you mm-hmm. later in the line. So like, I think that having finding the organization that's not about chasing trophies, about uh, chasing, I guess, the dream of going to college mm-hmm. is something that's really important in trying to get you and prepare you for the next level. Like, they're all about development. They don't take in ringers from other places to, like, try to win tournaments. They will develop what they have. And I think mm-hmm. that's something that's really important um, in today's game and today's day and age of baseball because all you see is, like, perfect game, WWE, this, we won that, we won this, we won this. Like, we didn't go to a single perfect game this summer. We go in the fall. Actually, that's a lot. We went once in uh, Georgia, and then we went in the fall. We ended up placing third out of 310 teams, and we had two commits, and every team we beat had four or five commits. We were a very good, very fundamentally sound team. We we weren't going to, like, overpower you, but we weren't going to make any errors, and we were going to hit the baseball. That was what we were going to do. And ended up getting us in the third. And the only reason we got in the third is because we had to catch flights to go to school the next day. So, <laughs> like, like it was we, – we, we didn't lose a single game. Um, and that, I think that's something that's really important, too, because it shows, like, the work that you put in will pay off. Mm-hmm. You, you trust the process. You have the good people uh, – you have the right people around you. I think it's, it's really important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's a, a very profound thing that you're, uh, you're talking about there. And I feel like – our generation, um, mine, Nick, Aaron's, our age group, and a little bit before us, where you're starting to see the effort of that changing. Yeah. You don't you don't see as much of the like the money hungry coaches. You don't see yeah. many of the owners that are like that. It's more of like let's get development, let's get these kids better. And I feel like that's also why you're starting to see the skill gap shrink. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you're seeing a lot of that knowledge starting to drip down into the high schools, into the middle schools, and then you're going to the, your clubs, and you're going to your travel teams and everything else. Mm-hmm. You're seeing a lot of people go down, and it's like, I'm not doing this for money. I'm doing this to make sure that you're better, and you have the knowledge to go to the next level and be able yeah. to hold your own. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you're seeing a ton of that now. So, I think that's a that's a very profound thing that you're talking about there, um, yeah. just because you don't hear a lot of people saying it. We... Us like we we talk about travel. We talk about um, a lot of different AAUs mm-hmm. and um, perfect game things like that. Those like perfect game, yeah, that's great. If you can go play perfect game, um, if you're good enough to go play it, that's awesome. That's a good showcase for you. That's good for endorsements and everything else. Um, but it's not worth getting hurt. Yeah, it's not worth going there and forcing yourself to be better <clears throat> than what you what you previously are. And then you're going to drain yourself and possibly hurt yourself because you're just trying to get that acknowledgement from some college coaches. Whereas if you just stay disciplined, do what you need to do, and then learn how to market yourself, that's a much better and longer lasting route. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. But we do love having you on. We love your family. You know, we hope to have more of you guys on and have you on more. Um, as you proceed through the next step to get to the next level. Um, mm-hmm. So after your season, we'd love to have you back on and kind of hear how you thought you did. And then, you know, that fateful day when commitment day hits for you, we'd love to <laughs> yeah. do a live show with you. Um, of course. And like, like we sold cold to when you are in college, 
we're going to try to make an attempt to go to wherever, whatever school you're at and catch a game and make sure you don't, uh, you know, if we do have some tape of you striking out, we might throw that in there, but we'll, <laughs> uh, other than that, we'll make sure that we don't put up much it's of that. Not, it's all right. You won't be the first one. No, we literally went down to Savannah to watch him play. And the first game he struck out two times. Out of four. Yeah, he struck out twice. He walked once, and then he popped out. Popped up, yeah. Catcher. I was going to say last yeah. time. So oh, that's tragic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he had an infield home run. Don't don't sweat it. But no, definitely, we'll we'll definitely catch a game. And if you guys are ever down in North Carolina, hit us up. We'll definitely we'll be around. We're in the Raleigh area. We live actually. I live like four or five minutes from Cole. Yeah. You know, we uh, my my brother T Rob, the one that played uh, for Duke. He's in yeah. Apex. My uncle's in okay. Apex. Yeah, my, my cousin Lexi's all there on Raleigh, so. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Yeah, we'll, we'll link something up then. Absolutely. Sweet. Hey, hey we you appreciate you having me on. This has been awesome. I'm so happy yeah, I got to do this. Definitely. Yeah, man. It's fine. And with that, this is the Athletes Table. <laughs>